Today's podcast, hosted by me, Dan. How are you? What's going on? This is Season 5, Episode 10. I believe we're getting near the end of Season 5. Exciting, exciting stuff. And we are talking in this episode about Spunkless Spunky. Your enjoyment of that title um, will vary. And Be My Valentine as Spunkless Spunky. Both directed by Jerry Paris, as always. Uh, the the SS was written by James Ritz and uh, February 7th, 1978 and Be My Valentine Hooray! February 14th, 1978 on Valentine's Day written by Fred Hold the Mayo and uh, let, let's dive right into um, Spunkless Spunky here the um, we got two plot lines going on this one uh, the main one is that um Fonzie's dog Spunky, remember we met him in the previous um, season, although I believe this is a different dog. Um, Spunky is, well, he's ultimately apparently been causing trouble. They meet their new uh, neighbor who's very angry that their dog tore up his flowers. And so he seems to be getting rambunctious, and he also then seems to be getting filled with a lot of doggy ennui. They try to throw a little party for him with like a I think like a chop liver pie or cake or something like that, which Potsy loves, but but Spunky doesn't eat much of. And they eventually uh, learn that, yeah, Spunky's is just kind of got doggy depression, doggy ennui, you know, and if it was a cat, they'd call in the Confusa cat people, but for a dog, they call in Dr. Joyce Brothers, who is the guest star in this episode, and she steps in right out of 1978. I don't think there's much attempt at all during her guest... Um, seem to act like she's not from 1978 but a futuristic psychiatrist dr joyce brothers and and so so yeah and we we um yeah we get some diagnosis of spunky the dog and um uh this of course was the backdoor pilot for the spunky spinoff uh which would have been an animated one i'm kidding but that, that might have been fun the well well i mean they had the when did when did the Fonz and Happy Days Gang. That began in 1980, I believe. Forgive me. That began. That be, that begins in a couple years. The animated special where they travel through time and um, space and uh, have adventures. And uh, for the Fonz is a dog named Mr. Cool. Yeah, you damn right he does. But um, so so as this plotline goes along with Spunky, um, we also get a secondary plotline of there's a big leopard lodge picnic, and he's got something like a hundred. Uh, Mr. C brings home like a hundred pounds of potatoes, which he wants Mrs. C to peel and make into a not terribly appetizing sounding potato salad. But let me play you a little blast of this, and then we'll we'll be right back. Oh, you touch my very soul with that something in your eyes. Let's talk about the new neighbor real quick, who we'll probably never see again. Uh, ben Wilson, who I guess has a daughter, Eileen. We meet Eileen at the end 
in uh in the well it's actually not the closing scene the closing bit is about the potato salad um we meet eileen in the end and she's lovely she likes the fonz and she has a dog and and her her dog and her and and fonz and spunky get on well um but her dad i guess her dad is ben wilson who is the very angry guy we see at the beginning and he is uh played by rance howard who is of course um mr ron howard's dad um you could tell when you look at him he gave his son that very quickly receding hairline this was around the time uh rance was starring in actually it was a couple years before the great rico browning um action film mr no legs made in florida he, he plays a sort of drug dealing jerk guy and uh is a lot of fun in the movie and it's a lot of fun the movie's a lot of fun massacre video put it out on blu-ray and it's uh it's a joy but it's it's always fun to see him like pop up here and just think you know i just i just came up i was in a you know a movie with uh who all, who all is in it i was in a movie with uh richard jekyll and and john agar and um that one guy who's in all the stuff in the 70s you know that guy and another guy who uh had no legs but is really good at karate and has uh, shotguns in the arms of his wheelchair great movie anyway um uh yeah he's only in it briefly and um he's not terribly happy when we see him and quite a bit of the episode yeah is about the Fonz really worrying about spunky the, the tricky thing with all that i mean spunky's a cute dog and in the end he's going to be okay the problem is we only seen spunky once before like i said i believe it was a different dog and um and we know the Fonz loves him but the but the thing is i i you know when spunky shows up it's like who is that the only reason i remembered spunky was because his name is in the title you know you never see him he he's he's never here you know like why we've been in the Fonz's uh, place many times you know why do we why did we never hear about spunky it's tough to get tough to get excited or interested or worried about a character who we literally like saw once a year ago and then we're seeing again and um i prefer the potato salad plot line actually to the spunky uh plot line and it kind of gets it, it's one of those weird things where they at the end of it they kind of come up with a solution which is kind of making everyone sad but then all of a sudden something ridiculous happens and you're like, what is happening here? And that's like a solution that makes everyone happy. It's like, why bother? Why bother having the scene with Dr. Joyce Brothers come in and talk to everyone for like five or six minutes? And it's an amusing scene, especially when they begin to sort of admit that they did it. They they would like, anyone in the family could have caused Spunky to get depressed. And the camera just keeps panning over, tracking over real quick, you know, panning over to the various people. It was Richie, it was, it was Marion, it was whatever, whatever. I like that. But there was something about like, giving it an ending and then giving it a dumb ending because the well i'll tell you i'll tell you i'll spoil it for you so um it's going to be they they, they're going to send him to a um doggy dude ranch um because it's weird because dr joyce brothers she, she when she says one of the reasons why he's not feeling great she like lists all the blight you know that one would hear about apart from maybe inflation um uh, she doesn't list that, by the way. Uh, you would hear about in the second half of the '70s, so all the, you know, all the, all the pollution and traffic and this and that. And I thought, in this suburban Milwaukee street in 1960, there's none of that, which is, which is really odd because it's like the moment she walks in 
it really it it's suddenly it's it's no longer it's like they're not even trying to pretend like this is nineteen sixty. It's clearly nineteen seventy eight. Just the way she's dressed. Um, it would be funny if she was like, "How did I wind up here? Is this the fifties or what's going on?" But it just ends up being a um, a, a a good scene with a, a kind of a weird weird choice of of guest stars. So. So what happens is, yeah, they're going to send him away to this doggy dude ranch. I don't think they're sending him forever. At least, I don't, I don't think they are. Um, and uh, But they're sad about it. And all of a sudden, as, as they're up there in the Fonz's apartment... Now remember, the Fonz's apartment is at the end of the long driveway and up a flight of steps... Um, and you got to kind of take a bit of a turn on, and that's and up on top of the garage. And what happens is they're there is all of a sudden a dog runs in, sits next to Spunky, and Spunky is like, "Hey!" And this lovely young lady who is dressed like she's off, just came off the Donna Reed show, steps in. It's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, my dog just got away and ran up here." And I thought that dog's got a good nose if it ran all that way from presumably the sidewalk. All the way up the driveway, all the way up. I mean, that's pretty astounding. And it's also done, and I'm not convinced at all. <laughs> I'm not convinced at all by it. When it ends, I'm sort of like, oh, why do this? I mean, did they was there, did they like run the script by a test audience and they all thought it was sad that this this dog that they'd only seen once before was going away and might may not return? Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't like the ending. Uh, but but the potato salad ending works simply because. Um, Howard is so blithely unaware of how much, how much work he's making Marion go through, and how much friggin' potato salad they're making. They are actually storing the potato salads in other people's bathtubs, and uh, they're in bowls though. In other people's, that was the actually I got I got I got a little sick to my stomach because there's a scene where, you know, she's she's talking to to, um, to Howard. And you know, saying about the uh, the large amount of potato salad that she's made, and then all of a sudden, Richie in a robe comes down and says, "Mom, what's that in the bathtub?" Oh, that's potato salad. And all I could think of was like her, like giving the bathtub a good scrub, and then just pouring potato salad into it, um, which made me gag. Um, and but she didn't. She she's putting, as far as I can see, um, she's putting them in bowls. So she's putting them in bowls and she's setting them in there. In the she said she sent them in the area of the bathtub because it's cooler than other places, and um, yeah. So so that's uh, that's the bathtub and and um, uh, the potato salad. And apparently the the big issue is um, the big issue. Big issue. The big issue is that. Howard doesn't like potato salad made with mayonnaise. He prefers it, they said, like made with like oil and vinegar or something. It sounds completely gross. And so they made 100 pounds worth of potato salad in this awful way. No, I mean, nobody seems to like it but him. And it's tougher for Marion to make it. And they bring back almost all of it because nobody likes it. That just seems to, it's it's weird with Howard sometimes, like especially with like the Leopard Lodge type things. He gets like this, and he gets he's a smart man, but he gets kind of stupid. He and and you know you sort of um, you, you think about it. It's like why would you have why would you make all all like one hundred pounds of potato salad in that style that not a lot of people know of or kind of like. 
why wouldn't you why why would you do 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 a half and half why not you know doing it all that way just seems it just seems like a sitcom thing we did it all this way and now we got it all back wah, wah, rather than thinking it through and and you know using some brains um but it's fine i like the potato salad uh, scenes and um you know when they're trying to talk to dr joyce brothers there's bowls of potato salad all over the place and oh good old dr brother she pop up uh she would pop up all over the place and uh she was somewhere around here oh no it was the first one i think two years before this i believe she is on the first battle network stars where howard cosell is questioning her about um what's it like to be a celebrity and why celebrities would do these sporting things and so she was just like um you know, t- like 10 years from this point, like Dr. Ruth would be everywhere talking about sex. But here Dr. Joyce Brothers is here talking to... Actually, I don't know what she's doing. Actually, I know Dr. Ruth's thing was sex, but I guess that never really occurred to me that I, I guess Dr. Brothers is just sort of general psychologist, psychiatrist kind of thing who somehow has, like... I'm surprised she never got a sitcom. Did she? She never did, did she? Um, is it she on like a... One of the news, uh, the announcers or something like Naked Gun or something like that, when they go down a long line of announcers and the last one is Dr. Joyce Brothers. Um, I could be wrong. So I'm trying to figure out, actually, when I watched the episode, did they build it around Dr. Joyce Brothers? What was it like? She'd like to be on the show. Or Gary Marshall said, we're going to get Dr. Joyce Brothers on the show. So someone has to have um, some sort of psych- psychological issue. And, of course, it could be Potsy. Uh, he carries around uh, the Rorschach uh, test things, and he shows them to uh, some of them to uh, Spunky and the others. But I, I really sort of get the feeling that the re- they they all sort of thought about it and thought, well, who can we have? What character can we have get talked to by a psychiatrist, where you know we won't have to have them acting crazy or anything like that? And they they for some reason they chose Spunky. I don't know. I mean, was it? Is that Dr. George Brothers' dog? I don't know. It just it just it just seems strange to me that like they'd have this random guest star show up for an episode with a character who we've only seen once before, and I don't think we'll ever see again. You know, but they should have brought back that guy who could flip the quarters on his hand. Maybe like he he like pulls a tendon or, or something goes wrong with his arm and he can't do his trick thing anymore, and he's going a little homicidal. I don't know, but um, I I. Sorry, sorry, no one ate much of the potato salad. Uh, but the dog is cute and is very good at just sort of laying there, not doing anything. I do like the scene with the um, at Arnold's where they are. Um, I do like the scene at Arnold's where they're trying to uh, cheer him up, uh, and he's just got his face up on the table, which is uh, which I think is a lot of fun. And they've given a they they have Tom and Jerry a Tom and Jerry tablecloth and they're all wearing fun hats and they just keep breaking into John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. I sincerely um I don't know what the, it is with that song. I, I didn't, it's certainly not a cool song to sing. I, I still don't understand it. And then there are little bits in here like the thing about um uh, uh Richie's trying to write a book report on Moby Dick and the book is driving him mad. I'm a big fan of Melville and Moby Dick myself. I've read it twice and really enjoy it, but I never had to do a report on it. I just read it because I liked it. So he understood. Did they have Cliff Notes back then? He mentions Cliff Notes. I, I 
I didn't actually look to see. I'll, I'll look later to see if they have cliff notes. I would imagine they might have had cliff notes or some variation of that back then. But that's his thing there. And um, I don't really like Joni's haircut. In Leaps and Bounds, she's becoming a woman. Um, but that haircut, she needs something better in the hair region. Uh, she doesn't make a call. Did she talk to Jenny Piccolo? Or I forget. She's talking about Jenny Piccolo at one point and um, all kinds of chaos. And oh, and, and Mr. C, yeah, he goes in for a physical examination and uh, he's doing okay. But they make the mistake of um, confusing his um, diagnosis for um, uh, spunkies. And so uh, Mr. C thinks he's uh, worm free for a while. I hope he is. I would like to think Mr. C is generally worm free. So anyway, uh, so, so overall, the episode is, is, it has some laughs in it. I like the potato salad thing. Although, um, although Mr. C's kind of obstinate uh, attitude uh, is is not in character. I mean, it is in character when he does stuff like that. But he's, I don't know. It just seems more sitcommy character than um, than his character. And the stuff with Spunky at the end of the day is um, we're never going to see Spunky again. So I don't. I don't think so. I had a tough time getting worked up about this episode. Uh, so let's see if I can get worked up about the next one. This is Be My Valentine. This is it's Valentine's evening. Everyone is going off to assorted places to do Valentine's stuff. Uh, Mr. C has hurt his back. He may not be able to do much. Um, Lori Beth and, and Richie are kind of um, kind of um, arguing, as always. There's a great point where, where Richie kind of... Um, they go to a restaurant with uh, Potsy and his gal, the, the gal from the the pinned episode, and Ralph and his gal. But Richie and 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 Laura Beth are wearing like special sweatshirts that say like sweet knees and sugar lips, hot lips, or whatever whatever the heck it is. Laura Beth calls Richie, and there's just a, and so they don't get a, get a table at this restaurant because they're not he's not wearing a tie, and he says I'm just a poster. I'm just Mr. Nice Guy. That's my problem. I'm just too nice. He says something along those lines. But if you've seen Richie throughout the season, one of his things is he hasn't been that nice a lot of the times. He's kind of been a douche. Well, well anyway, the, the main thrust of the episode is that J- Joni is waiting for Binky, her boyfriend, to show up. And she starts off in Arnold's and then she ends up in the living room of her home. And she just keeps imagining what everyone is up to, which involves a series of variety show style vignettes, which I will go through right after this. to mention I like Ralph's little cat hand puppet that he tries to distract Spunky with. Boom. So be my Valentine, this this is really like we're we're in the we're in this in seventy eight here and the variety show is not what it was on television. In in fact, yeah, when the eighties begin the variety show's pretty much gonna go away. Um, but there are still some variety shows and things kicking around on T V and that's very much what this sort of episode is like. It's kind of like you know, just, um, you would have seen something like this on the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. You know, maybe like Jan or someone just saying, you know, it's Valentine's Day. 
and Marsha went out with Steve. What do you think they're doing? And then you see flashbacks. That's, and that's kind of the way this is. In fact, to the point even when, um, like, some of the the jokes, apart from Mr. C and his, his aching back, and there's a good gag in the end involving his aching back, that's good. But all the rest of the gags are sort of, um, they're just okay. And the running gag that no one can get Binky's name right isn't very funny. And... Yeah, so so which makes it feel a lot like the Brady Bunch variety are. And there's another thing that makes it feel like that too, which I will mention in a moment. What I'm going to do here, though, is I'm actually going to go through segment by segment and just give you a brief thought on each segment, rather rather than kind of jumbling everything up into a pile. Um, but we start off, yeah, we start off in Arnold's, and it's it's still daytime, and they they're sizzle lips. That's right, and. Um, Potsy's, yeah, in his, uh, like, ROTC, whatever the heck it is, outfit. And um, Ralph is dressed uh, very nicely in a suit with a pipe. And uh, they're all looking at their cards and everything like that. It's great. And then we go over to Joni, who's who's waiting for the Bankster. And uh, the first... Oh, yeah, that's right, Jennifer. Jennifer and Potsy. So they're kind of on a little little you know fakey desert island set and and she's sitting there look, looking lovely in a in a dress uh some i guess a hawaiian sort of thing and and um Patsy strolls up and starts singing to her you know it's some sort of love song and then she puts the the lei around his his neck and then they start doing a little duet which is lovely i mean the thing about this is we've we've seen Patsy uh, sing so many times we we've seen Patsy sing so many times it's nice that his girlfriend has a voice as lovely as his and i mean the song's okay and it's not like with dr joy's brother showing up in in the past episode there's sort of no it i mean it could be a 50s early 60s style song but it definitely feels more like a soft rock late 70s duet kind of thing and uh and it's fine you know i've got to play in here there they are. They're lovely. Love two lovely people singing lovely things to one another. And Joni. Then it goes back to Joni, and she's not. Oh, they're still singing. Oh, wow. This went on longer than I thought it did. So then the Fonz comes in, and actually, there's a sort of a lovely little. I always love the Fonz and Joni when they chat together. There's kind of a lovely, just sweet scene when they briefly talk together. And he says, "Hey, Joni, how you doing? I heard there was some red ribbon." And he's going to wrap up his gift, and he begins to tie the ribbon around his neck. And Joni's like, you're giving yourself as a gift? And it's Joni, Joni, stay calm. Binky's on his way. Binky. <laughs> I mean, all I can think of is Garfield. Uh, but uh, what do we cut to next? Oh, yeah, the Fonz sort of does a... Um, I've got him here. He does He does a monologue, um, uh, sort of um, uh, cod Shakespearean monologue as, as if he were... Um, as if he were Juliet looking down at a series of Romeos, but the other way around, as if he were Romeo looking down at a series of Juliet's, a series of young, lovely young ladies um, looking up at him. And uh, again, it's sort of in a very stark set. Um, it, just, it, just, it just looks like a set uh, in the soundstage somewhere, and they just put up very minimal um, uh, uh, props and, and things. And, and then the next one is uh, Ralph singing to his lovely lady friend, uh, singing uh, My Funny Valentine to her. Ralph, uh, Ralph, you know, Ralph has a nice voice too, and um, he's very serious looking. I don't think I've ever seen Ralph ever look so serious about anything in the show. He looks very, very serious. And uh, it, again, it's, um, 
like the scene with Potsy and Jennifer. It's it's okay. You know, they they sing well, and I I get what they're doing. This is you know this is Joni having a very romantic. You know, she got her first kiss. You know, just a little while ago. And uh, who knows what's next when Binky shows up. And next up is Chachi's big number, where he is with a bunch of showgirls. I guess it's um, what was the uh, the uh, the show? Guess who's watching this? Who's watching the kids? Or is it Blansky's Beauties? I forget. It's so he was in both of them, and I think they're both about dancers and things, right? I don't remember either of them being very good. But he's in this, dressed in a suit, and um, it says "Wah Wah Wah" on a riser, and he's dancing around with a bunch of showgirls, and he's singing, you know, "Thank Heavens for Little Girls," and um, he's. He, he's, we haven't really got to know Chachi that well yet. Um, he's sort of got a bit of artful dodgeriness to him, but we haven't really. His character hasn't really fully settled into the show. And seeing him doing this, a little song and dance routine when he can't sing and he's rather clumsy on his feet, is in one way charming and in another way embarrassing um and wah 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 i mean it's almost i mean the episode does teeter towards camp and i i think i i think it's tricky because it's 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 we we it's a tricky episode because you don't expect something like this and it's nice to have an episode like this but in the end of the day like it, it almost feels like a bunch of them said, hey, Potsy or Anson Williams keeps to get, keeps getting songs to sing. We all want to do some some numbers and things too. And that's what this is. You know, with the exception of Joni, of course. But this is the thing. Heavens for Little Girls is is tough to watch because, I mean, Scott Bayo said, what was it, in the late 70s, early 80s when he started to become like... Um, you know, a big big star that they came to him and said, "We're going to make you a pop star. Let's go record some songs." And he said, "I can't sing." And they said, "It doesn't matter." And they showed him like pictures of like Sean Cassidy getting and Leaf Garrett or something like that getting um swarmed by girls. And he's like, "Okay, I'll give it a try." And that's why I did it. And he's um he does his best in Joni Love Chachi when he sings, but you realize then that Joni is is carrying most of it. And um when they're rocking. It's a little better to cover it up than something like this, where he's, um, I guess he's giving it all with the singing, but it sounds so, so weak. The voice, the voice sounds so weak. It's just, um, it's, I find it tough to watch. Sorry. Uh, so let, what, what's next? I really thought I love, uh, Marion and Howard's, um, <clears throat> version of I Remember It Well. I kind of don't, I like the set. It's got a kind of a, the, the weird bent, Strange Pee Wee's Playhouse kind of doorway. You know they 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 do. I remember well because just because Joni's gone. Uh, I think I think what is it? Binky's got a job or something and can't meet Joni, so Joni's gone back home. And Mr. And Mrs. C are about to go out for Valentine's, and then we get yeah the little fantasy thing singing. I remember it well. It's a bit too affected for me. Um, like like Tom Bosley, I love him to bits, but there's something about the way he's lip syncing to the song that um, always makes me think he's lip syncing. And uh, Marion Ross, some of her, um, some of the way she she sings it, and 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 some of her facial expressions are just a little off to me. I mean, this really does this really does feel like you know instead you know like obviously there was the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, and then there was the uh, the Simpsons parody of it where they did the Simpsons 
spectacular. Um, this really does feel like the Happy Days people wanted their own variety show. And Gary Marshall said, well, instead of doing what the Bradys did, well, I'll give you an episode and you can all have a bet you do. That's really what this feels like. And it's... um. And I will say, it's many of the episodes of Happy Days do kind of go by rather quickly. Um, usually we get another keeping the jokes going, keeping it moving, keeping it moving. This one, I could feel every... It's 25 minutes, 38 seconds. I could feel every minute of it. And it just... And I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that we've done so many and we're only 15 minutes in. And um, yeah, I'm not, um, not, not enamored of the Mr. and Mrs. C uh, routine, unfortunately. And the last, the last segment is a, a dance scene with Richie and Lori Beth after Richie is going to go do something or other. And Lori Beth says, you know, I love when he takes charge and it's them dancing around. And uh, Richie's dressed as a Frenchman, looking a lot like his dad. And Lori Beth is dancing around with, a, you know, um, skirt cut up to here. She may not get out alive. And they dance around. And that's some good. She's really, again, she's really, she's doing what the showgirls are doing. With, with Chachi in that it's 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 clear that Ron Howard isn't maybe he's a great dancer but in this he, it's it's um she's the one doing the heavy lifting all the leaping around and jumping and all the stuff like that it's fine that's fine with me and again um that's okay you know it's um there's a moment somewhere in here I forget which which routine it's during oh it's during it's during the Chachi one where we see the wah 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 on the thing because uh, he's standing with the showgirls on this like riser and then everyone applauds and then the camera pans down to see wah 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 and then you hear you hear applause and then on top of the applause you hear big laughter i thought wow i think that is abusing the uh laugh track machine and the applause o meter right there but uh yeah so so yeah the episode ends with binky shows up and played by christopher knight aka um everyone's favorite peter brady this was about a year or so after the Brady Bunch Variety Hour ended. That ran from like 76 to 77. Uh, if you want to see Variety Hour in pretty interesting variation, uh, give the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, whatever the heck it's called, a try. It's it's definitely worth a, definitely worth a viewing. I've seen all the episodes, and uh, there's something. And if you show an episode of that to someone who knows about of the Brady Bunch but doesn't know about variety shows, they can become very confused. And the episode ends with uh, Binky and... Um, and Joni going up to, I think they go up to Inspiration Point. Huzzah! Oh, well, actually, it ends with a great little scene between um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. C. That's one of those scenes like the closing potato scene. You know, those were the, that, that tag scene at the end a lot of times would be jettisoned when the show went into syndication because we're over 100 episodes now. So that could be something jet- that, that was easily jettisoned. Um, and, and I guess this season, could this, this scene at the end with Mr. and Mrs. C., uh, could be too so yeah that's the valentine episode and um it's interesting i mean what was it in season two there's that episode where marie mccormick shows up as kind of the um one of the gals who kind of takes the guys for a ride sort of not in a, not in a, a literal ride but a figurative ride and um but here it's nice to see him him back i, I thought it would appear in it more because i remember seeing like somewhere special guest christopher knight and i thought oh he only shows up for about two minutes near the end oh i wonder why he didn't show up more you would have thought he would actually i completely forgot that al gets a song he gets a song in the in the closing he is actually in the tag the scene with mr and mrs c is not in the tag his closing scene is the tag where he he's basically on sort of the sa- the same riser that they wah 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 on earlier and he's singing isn't it romantic and one by one the 
gang, everyone comes in dancing and jumping around and moving around, and I guess it is romantic. I mean, it's, they're having fun. At the end of the day, the show is having fun. The show is enjoying itself. Uh, you know, the Fonz is there with all the girls from Delta Gamma House, and, um, and uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's okay that, um, you know, some of the singers can't sing and some of the dancers can't dance. Um, and it's funny to have Peter Brady sort of at the center of all that. But, but when the big red, um, I mean, keep in mind that love, 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 the show came from Love American Style. So to have an episode that ends with the cast sort of lit up on a strange set when a, and a big um, heart appears over them, sort of cut out heart, that's, th- that's taking us back a bit, back to the good old, the good old days. But yeah, that's, that's the episode. I mean, it's, um, I watch it whenever it comes up. I don't skip it, um, but it's not really my cup of tea. But but for others, you know, it's certainly fun. It's certainly everyone is having fun. Uh, I think I think it's just one of those things where sometimes it doesn't fully um, the fun sometimes doesn't fully make it to me as I'm watching it, and that's okay because this was uh, season five, episode ten of Rockin' All Week with You, and next up will be is it uh, see it's our gang and oh. Oh, a very special one. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what the second one is. But the first one I'll talk about is Our Gang. I think it's it's one with Chachi gets the lead. And then the second one, I'm not going to tell you. But um, we'll find out next time. And until next time, uh, be good to yourselves and listen to this. Woman, I love only you.